here with Ivy Owino. And welcome to Mavs Daily, Ivy. Hi, Shelby. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Of course. Now, Ivy, can you tell the people, just give us some background. Um, You have been the Mavs DJ for years now. And you also, you emailed me yesterday and I saw that title change. So tell us what's been happening, what's going on. Um, but we can jump in with your history with the Mavs. For sure. Um, I mean, I'm truly all things Mavs, everything for life. Um, evidently, it started um, very young for me. I began first and foremost. I always like to make this very clear. Um, I grew up a diehard Mavs fan, and that will always be you know, that number one (laughs) in terms of affiliations with the team. But I think I've just been one of the most fortunate people on this planet to be able to be a part of the franchise in a number of different occasions, beginning with as a ball kid. Um, I was a ball girl from the ages of 12 till 18, till I left for college. So. A long time and many a night spent in the AAC. So that was that. And then in 2016, I became the official team DJ, which I'm also now rebranding as a sports sound strategist. So yes. I, think that, I think that's more accurate. That accurately, yeah. you know, describes what my role. Because it's um, more than music, right? It is a thousand percent more than music, um, and we can delve deeper into that later. So there's that, and this this would have been, I guess this is, it's not would have been because it's still going. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my fourth season in that role, and yes, yeah, so this is not anything that, um, I guess this will be the first time that I am publicly, and I guess the, it's appropriate that it would be the first time that I... Um, discuss this publicly, but I have also assumed a new role um, as a senior manager of corporate social responsibility. Um, And that'll entail um, executing and just being integral in our MAVS take action plan. Yes. um, That will address, you know, racial inequities and disparities and the forward momentum and the push to um, achieve just social justice um yes and yeah. that's a good tease because we will get into uh what the mouse has been doing off court in the community a little bit later um but before we jump into that i wanted to ask you what um what you how you see the Mavs engaging with fans um you know when the season is going to start back up what do you think that's going to look like well, you know, I think it's this is an extremely unique time for literally every business establishment, specifically, um, especially, you know, sports franchises that um, thrive on being able to service millions of fans, not only locally, but globally as well. And so obviously during the hiatus, um, it's been really, really cool 
to see all of the social content, all of the conversational content, um, just in terms of everything that's been going on. I've, I've been really proud that, you know, obviously we've, we've been really involved with that to the extent, to the extent of our ability given um, our requirements to maintain safe social distancing practices to curb, to help curb the spread of COVID. So mm -hmm. from our courageous conversations to just being ever so present um, in solidarity with Dallas and, and everybody around the country and around the world um, who have been involved in um, just marches and, you know, uh, you know, yeah, conversations surrounding social justice issues, but also, you know, watching old games and being nostalgic and, um, you know, celebrating, uh, the 2011 championship run yes forever celebrated forever um uh, but you know just about i mean from you know merchandise and being able to sport you know mavs masks and yes uh covid19 relief t-shirts and, and just being able to really give back to our community through mm -hmm. all of that so it's been a little bit of everything um and it's been intriguing to watch and, and great to be a part of so yes so Matt's kind of adapting as the times change as um, fans needs change uh, so it's cool that yeah as a organization we're able to stay relevant stay on top of it and um, you know keep fans entertained but then also like you said like merch is you know making masks and um, just doing what we can to um, remain on top of things Absolutely. And so have you had any conversations with um, the in-game team on what our 2020-2021 season will be like? Or um, what have conversations been like about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, we haven't honestly missed a beat since everything, since March 11th, you know. Um, it was just a lot of downtime to be able to review old games, you know, really, really comb through all of that with, you know, a fine tooth comb and, um, you know, evaluate and self-evaluate, um, you know, whether it be programming, music, just all elements of the, uh, the in-game entertainment component. Um, planning for the future, obviously, is huge. Um, you know, whether it be vetting future performance groups and, all of that and just you know going through our rolodex as well and getting organized organization is obviously incredibly integral um and we have just an amazing team and um have you know gained a new team member this year who's just so amazing at who she what she does so shout out to kaylee and um yeah there's been that but then also there's there's always the possibility of um basketball restarting again um and which it now is. So there was a lot of preparation for that too. And, you know, just being able to, you know, we all cannot be there. And so making sure that everybody that's on the ground has whatever they need from us and correct formatting and, you know, just, it's a lot of work. So believe it or not, I know it, it seems as though there's not much to do, but contrary to, to that belief, there has been a, an immense amount of, of work for us um, to kind of, dive into especially over the past couple of weeks and we're sending one team member down there 
um, Orlando. Carla. Yes, and, mm -hmm. and you know, I was, I, I, I had the opportunity to go, but obviously, you know, I wanted to to be here and really continue to um, hammer down on our mass take action plan and and be all hands in. But I have a hundred percent faith in you know whoever the NBA has selected. Um, and who will be representing the NBA down there. And it's really a collective, larger team effort. So I know mm -hmm. typically we all represent our individual teams, but we're just always part of a larger family. So this is one of those times where we'll rely on our NBA family at large to be able to deliver for us that can be there. So, Yeah, so it sounds like to finish out this season, um, there had to be a plan. And then for the coming season, 2020-2021, uh, you have to prepare as though, you know, if we're going to have fans in arena or if we're not. So you kind of just have all this strategy that y'all are doing to prepare that experience. A thousand percent. So there's a lot of brainstorming going on, um, a lot of what ifs, uh, mm -hmm. you know, but either way, the the idea is that we'll be prepared and ready to go in a hundred percent, you know, full postseason game <laughs> yes. like fashion so um and yeah that's what we just want to make sure that we're not missing a beat yes and Mavs always does a great job at entertainment even um off the court when we have you know like Mavs ball or remember um hoops and boots and we had that big country event yes. and uh draft parties and you were there at all of them <laughs> and so um what do you think, what, what was your favorite, what's your favorite event that you've ever done? Game or not oh, game? Oh man, that's, that's a true question. I mean, there's so many and they all hold, you know, different places in my heart for sure. You know, I always enjoy uh, Mavs ball for sure. Cause I, you know, it's the one time in a year I have an excuse to dress up mm -hmm. and I mean, dress up meaning, you know, full on um you know cocktail or really more so black tie apparel you know and I love it however I would have to say it would have to be this is weird but it would have to be a tie between Dirk's last game oh yeah just because I don't think that will I don't there's nothing that will compare so much went into that yeah there's nothing that will compare and not only that, it's just being there as a fan, a lifelong fan, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, you know, being there in that moment in my role was pretty special for me. Um, along with, you know, every all-star activity that I've been a part of. Granted, that's on a larger NBA scale. But when it comes to Mavs, I would also have to say, every time we're in the community, I mean, those are really, really, you know, I love, I, I love, my passion is people, you know. Yeah. So every time that I'm able to, um, you know, appear or speak or host or DJ, um, it would have to be that. Definitely the draft party where, um, you know, we acquired Luca. Um, mm, yeah. I remember the fans just like it was. The, it was. A, it was wild. A lot, you know. Um, oh man, I that mean. That was back at uh, Canton Hall. Yes, at Canton Hall. I mean, the unveiling of Nowitzki Way. Like, there are a lot so of many. different things, you know. <laughs> so and, many. Um, I just honestly, like, to be very, very truthful and transparent, each and every one of these moments are just 
you know, um, a piece of, of my puzzle of joy, you know, and so um, I just count them every every time I have an opportunity to reminisce. And, and oh, the last one was, this is what I was forgetting, uh, the last game of the season. <laughs> <laughs> because by the time that the game was ending, you know, yes. everybody knew that, honestly, this would probably, this was going to be our last game yeah. at least for the foreseeable future. You know, I actually have uh, the posterized poster on the wall. Ironically, that's one that I bought. And I'm like, oh, wow. At what point in the game did you, was it um, like halftime? Did you like look down at your phone? No, I mean, I knew the whole game. I mean, I knew that there was was that game. Yeah, because I think, I believe that day, the Golden State Warriors were preparing to play, be the first team to play without fans. So that had kind of already um, that talk had been swirling around the league. And um, so at the beginning of the game, right before the game started, Jonathan had mentioned that I did indeed qualify as essential staff. And if when we were moving forward to playing with no fans, that, you know, I would still be required to yes. be there. And so I was like, okay. But I think it was obviously the same time that Tomlin walked up you know, to Mark with the phone was the same time everybody's, you know. It was just all at once. Yeah, it was, you know, whatever you have, whether it's ESPN, Bleacher, Undefeated, Uninterrupted, whatever, all of the notifications were like, boop, boop, and it's like, oh, my <laughs> goodness. And, I mean, obviously, as the game proceeded, you know, between Twitter and text messages and, of course, official NBA communication, yeah, probably by halftime. <laughs> by halftime, we knew that that was it. So yes, and yeah. you alluded earlier, so like you love people, um, and Mavs are doing a lot off court. Um, like even the players are, um, you know, doing virtual calls with fans or kids. We have Champ and Mavs Man popping into classrooms. Um, so we have our organization really you know, trying to be in the community and um, trying to engage. And so can you talk about that courageous conversation that you were a part of and uh, just how the Mavs are going to, um, you know, make sure that the community is getting better and um, just doing what we can to keep conversations going with, you know, our, um, with our police departments, with our public officials, with our, um, educational leaders can you just talk on that yeah absolutely I mean that was definitely um groundbreaking and you know we this is the this is the power of sport to move and change the world you know I've always been a big believer in you know the platforms not only that athletes but franchises uh, as a whole you know um not only do we have a, 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 you know, influence over our our immediate locale. Again, like I mentioned, it's it's global. You know, we have mass fans everywhere. You know, and so um, I'm also a big believer in talking, talking, walking, walk. So you know, courageous conversations was an example of us doing both. You know, um, we unite. You know. Um, and obviously the theme of our courageous conversations was listen, learn, and unite, um, which are, I think, three of the most important um, calls to action um, that can be uttered right now in terms of, you know, listening not only, 
you know, to one another, um, using this as a period of education. There's so much to be educated on for everybody. And this goes for just about everybody. Um, and then also most change and, uh, you know, efficacy is achieved through unity, you know? So that was an opportunity for us to, to lead. And that's my fourth one would be to lead in, you know, um, creating a situation where we can listen, learn and unite. And obviously um, it's, it's not a one and done. Um, it was really cool to hear all, all different perspectives from internal to external to community leaders, you know, from the superintendent to the police chief and, you know, the president of the chamber and other um, very, very integral and influential personnel um, who work in, in um, leadership in the social justice space. So a lot of it, too, is accountability. Um, and, you know, once something has been uttered publicly, um, that's a testament to an organization or, you know, a person, an individual, um, individual's commitment to seeing it all the way through. And I think that through all of that, a lot of healing and restoration um, can be achieved again. And hopefully the, the idea is that, you know, we take care of our backyard. We not only, you know, work here, like, you know, Sin always says, you know, um, this is also where we live. And so through MAPS Take Action, um, which we will get to learn about, um, you know, here shortly as the days go by, but the idea is to, um, it's a Mavericks pledge to listen, learn, and unite the DFW communi communities um, to address racial inequities and disparities and promote social justice and drive sustainable change. Because obviously the idea is that, you know, um, we will get through this, but we will also get past this. Um, and there'll be a time where we can um, look back and be proud of the contribution that we have made, um, not, you know, through giving, through volunteerism, through advocacy, communication, training, um, investment, outreach, outreach, and noise, which obviously, if you pay attention, that those are, that's the acronym for action, um, and really hoping to affect um, systemic, you know, change in public policy and education and criminal justice and employment, child welfare, and healthcare, all the things that will make DFW not only a great place to um, work, live, but also to play. So I'm, I'm just excited um, for the, the thought leadership, um, but also um, the action that this franchise, which is, you know, a franchise that has always been a leader um, in several different areas, you know, both on and off the court to continue being true to those values. Yeah. Mass yeah. is bigger than basketball. Absolutely. Something that we say in the office too. Absolutely. And, um, and it's true. It's true. We don't just talk. We take action. And so that's something that, um, you know, we should really be proud of, of our organization and as Mavs fans ourselves. For sure. Yes. So Ivy, thank you so much for being with us and sharing with us, um, you know, what's on the horizon for Mavs. I think um, this hiatus and just this time, um, we've all had to challenge ourselves and, um, you know, come up with a new strategy. And so what is just a positive takeaway uh, that you are uh, focusing on during this time? I, I, and again, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for, um, you know, for, for taking the time. For me personally, and I think this can apply to, um, you know, everyone in general, Mavs fans and, and all included is this has been a period of, of, 
reflection and out of a reflection comes realization and awareness and out of that comes growth. Um, and I mean, we've all grown individually, um, internally, externally, we've grown um, as a franchise, we've um, just been very, you know, reminded of our resilience, you know, and these are all things that again, um, if you liken it to everything that happens on the court with our guys, um, it's 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 just really comforting and, and it's a really proud moment to know that what we reflect, you know, as a team on the court is is exactly the same off the court and as a franchise and um, as a company, you know, um, and, and that has been, I'm very proud, honestly, I couldn't be more proud to be um, in the Mavs, you know, sports sound strategist as well as part of the Mavs family, but also a Mavs fan. And I'm hoping that our fans are are proud of us and proud of um, how we've been able to maneuver and how we've been able to adapt. And, and also, I want them to know that we're grateful um, and we're very um, appreciative of the patience, love, and continued support. Um, and, you know, basketball is back. Um, and I hope that we can carry this momentum um, into into this our restart, you know, and yeah, we'll take we'll take things together, you know, one step at a time. We're here along with our fans, and that's one thing I hope that our fans have been able to know is that we're we're right alongside them, you know. We sure are. Um, yeah. And and just 20, hoping- what would be your song? One song oh. of twenty twenty. <laughs> we're only halfway, but what's the song of twenty twenty? Jeez, Louise. Um, <laughs> this is tough. So one song to kind of sum up what 2020 be the 2020 vibe. My goodness, Shelby, that's so funny because re- like recently, um, these song like these song questions have been, um, have been, uh have been throwing like have been curveballs for me but you know what i'll have to say this it's one of my favorite songs of all time <laughs> yes and it's probably really you know but it's probably acdc like living on a prayer uh, <laughs> i did not expect that i'm sorry that's that so good though oh my gosh please just scratch that that's not an acdc song that's a bon jovi record goodness forgive bon jovi. me yes, bon jovi. Well, that is definitely a bon jovi record um but yeah it's I was thinking about an ACDC song, but the, the, but it'll definitely be living on a prayer. And I think that's self-explanatory. Uh, You're right. It's like we're halfway there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm so glad you caught that lyrical reference because that's actually exactly what came to my mind when you said halfway there. And I was, boom, that's actually it for multiple reasons. So yes, that would be it, man. But I can make us a whole soundtrack, but we'll save that for another podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ivy. Thank you so much, Shelby. And we'll chat with you next time on Mavs Daily.